what would you tell your younger self? If you've been on a journey with over 20 years of experience in leadership, looking at failure, mistakes, growing, and making an impact, what would you tell your younger self? This is what we're going to be tackling in today's first episode. Welcome to The Bottom Line. Your growth is the bottom line. I'm your host, Antonio Baldovinos. I create content on leadership and life. My ambition is to deliver stellar content on public speaking, business, leadership, marketing, and much more. My goal is to help you grow and help you make a great impact. If you're interested in any of that, make sure that you subscribe and like so that we can stay connected. All right, let's get after it. All right, so today is a big, big, big day. Today's the first podcast of this channel, and I'm really, really excited. I want to welcome you. My name is Antonio Baldovinos, and this is The Bottom Line. My goal is to add value to your life to help you grow, uh, whether it's in business or your life. That is my goal. So I wanted to say even kind of describe to you why I even named this podcast The Bottom Line. It's more than just um, just the, the very essence of a saying, but you know, one of the things that I'm kind of known for when I'm speaking to people is I like to get to the bottom line. So when I'm in a discussion or a conversation, I, what, what's the essence? What's the bottom line of this conversation? Um, and so I, I actually kind of say it a lot. Uh, but also when I when I want to you know dive into a book, what's the purpose of this book? When I uh, I'm doing uh, a behavior or an activity. What's the purpose or the result that I'm going to get from reading this book or, you know, getting on a fitness plan and whatnot? I want to see my goals uh, delivered to me. If I'm going to do X, Y, Z, I'm going to be a part of that. I want to see those results. Um, And so, uh, you know, I really wanted to uh, put who I am into this podcast. And my goal is to see people grow. I want to see People take on new places in their business, uh, in their nonprofits, in their in their ministries, in their lives. I really want to see people grow and uh, go to new levels. And so that's the reason why I named it that. Um, just just to you know get that out of the way. Um, and today in in today's podcast, I, I really want to get uh, introduce myself, um, connect with you, connect with the the, the listeners. And I know this is the first podcast, so it's a little strange. Um, but I think, um, you know, through the different episodes, I'm obviously going to share stories and, you know, relate who I am. But I, I'll give you a little quick picture of my background. I was born in Honduras, Central America, a beautiful country, uh, a developing country. Uh, uh, sometimes I hear, you know, really sad stories that it's a dangerous country. But every time that I hear the name Honduras, uh, my my heart leaps because I know that I'm from there. I have family there, and I visited there many times um, in my in my growing up years in my childhood. So obviously, I I feel connected to Honduras. But when I was six years old, my family moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and that's where I grew up. I couldn't be it's, it's much different than Honduras. Um, but yeah, that's where I grew up, and um, you know, I I love Minnesota. I, I you know, I haven't lived there in many, many years. Um, but when I was 19 years old, I got married with my wife, Christelle, and we became parents when I was 21 years old. 
So we learned pretty quickly, or I learned pretty quickly how to, you know, take responsibility. I, you know, I literally grew up overnight with, you know, from getting married at 19, really just thinking about getting up in the morning, you know, doing a nine to five job, not thinking much, much more than that to, you know, getting, you know, paying rent and paying utilities and things that I had not prepared for or thought about. I was still in the middle of college, early years. And so I learned responsibility really, really quickly because now I had to take care of a, a son, a newborn son at 21. Now I'm 20, now I'm 44 years old. I've uh, been married for 24 years. I have six children and my oldest son got married two years ago. And, and now he has a nine month old baby. So I am Papa. Um, and I am way too young to be called grandpa, but I'm a grandpa. Uh, so that's a little bit about me. And of course, I'm going to share more stories as time goes on in the podcast. Uh, but I started running events when I was 22 years old. That's kind of what catapulted me on all things leadership. And I was hungry for knowledge. I was thirsty for experience. I wanted to create memories. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to visit people, experience people, experience culture. I wanted to, you know, make an impact. I wanted to leave a mark in history, if you will. I didn't know how to get there, but I wanted it. And I didn't really know. And, and it probably was, you know, a lot of romance in it, you know, romantic ideas and romantic dreaming of it. Um, and that's okay. I think that is great because uh, many times we. We go back to those little moments of romance of what we actually initially started out to do and be, and uh, I think that's a great anchor in in, in our lives. Uh, but I specifically wanted to be a great leader, and I will never forget the time that I walked in. I paid a hundred dollars for this, uh, plus the travel with a friend of mine, Derek, and we went to a conference, a John Maxwell conference in St. Louis, Missouri. And I wanted to, I didn't even know who John Maxwell was. I didn't know what this was all about. But my friend said, it's going to be great and it's going to help me. Um, and I went and I thought, um, I was, my mind was blown that weekend. I loved it. I ate up every word. I knew I, I encountered something really special for my life. Um, and shortly after, I embarked into a three-month, I signed up for a three-month. It cost me like, um, I think it was $5,000 to be a part of a three-month training uh, program for event management uh, because I joined um, a nonprofit to do events, large events all over the world. And But that conference was, was pivotal for my life. Uh, from that event... From that conference, I remember going out of there, and I bought a lot of books. I didn't have a lot of money, but a lot of I, I went and bought a lot of books, and I had I went to I got in the line, and I had John Maxwell sign a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, books for me that I still have. But I knew from that event that I wanted to be a great leader. I wanted to grow personally, and I had a vision for building. I didn't know how, but I wanted to grow personally. And number three. I knew I needed a, a mentor to learn from. And I had several mentors over the years, over my lifetime. Uh, but they weren't really consistent or specific. 
and some were always, I knew they were always there for me. It wasn't really specific, you're my mentor or that, you know, type of title or anything like that. Um, but mostly my mentorship came from reading books and watching leaders from a distance. I got to, you know, hang out and watch leaders and learn from them, watch how they, you know, connected with people or how they did their business dealings and things of that nature. And I took a lot from those moments. I learned a lot from those experiences. But I always went back to books. I knew I always went back to books. I bought courses and programs all through my lifetime because uh, I loved them. I listened to podcasts. I still listen to podcasts. I still read books. I still buy courses, and I love them. And I really wanted to make this podcast and use this platform to help you grow. I want to be able to bring quality, stellar content, advice. I will... Uh, I want to bring to you things that I've learned from failures, from mistakes, from success, and I want to bring great content with all of that in mind. I also want to bring other leaders to to talk about leadership. I want them to talk about public speaking. I want them to talk about integrity. I want them to talk about character. I want to talk about team building. I want to talk about all sorts of things, relationship, um, you know, figuring out how to uh, journey through relationships, you know, the team stuff, all of that is really, really pivotal and important for your lives. But I wanted to take this uh, moment and this first podcast and look at a question that I've thought about recently. What would I tell my younger self? What would I tell my younger self if I was restarting this now that I'm 44? What would I tell myself, my 22 year old self? What would I tell someone who's 20 years old and learning and wanting to embark their lives into something in leadership or in business or uh, you know that you want to make an impact, not just, you know, uh, sit on the sidelines of life. But if you're really wanting to go somewhere and do something, I want to kind of give you a picture of what I would tell my younger self. So here are some of the things that I thought of that I think are important that I would tell my younger self. I would start with this. Number one, people matter. Sometimes we look at things way too temporary. Sometimes we look at accomplishments and things that, uh, you know, the results, we go after results, uh, but we forget that it really matters that results matter, of course, production matters, um, but what really matters is who we're doing it with. Not just the people that we love, but also the people that we work with. The community that we sometimes didn't necessarily choose, but they're around us now. And so if I were to look at my life, everything that I've accomplished, good things and bad things, I, but the good things every single time, they were always done with someone else. Have you ever heard of that turtle on the fence post saying? It goes like this. If you're walking along a fence and you spot a turtle sitting on the top of the fence post, you know it didn't get there by itself. Every part of my life has been impacted by people. And we often make an impact with people. Uh, They are never disconnected. So make sure that you never take people for granted or overlook them. Now, of course, you're never going to make them all happy. You're not in this life to fulfill everyone's whims. But when it comes to people, 
you have been given one of the greatest privileges in life. That's to add value to them, to help shape other people, to love them, to strengthen them, to lift them up. And here are some lessons that I learned over time when it comes to people. Respect your team members. Assume the best of them. Assume the best of people. Look to help them, not just to work with them or what they can do for you, but look to help them. Give them credit for their ideas, their success, their wins. Like I've, been, I've seen so many leaders take credit for other people's ideas. I don't understand that. I never understood that. And because I've been the recipient of other people taking credit for my ideas, I knew that I didn't want to do it for other people. So give other people credit. Here's another one. Elevate them. Mark Twain once said, I can live for two months on one good compliment. So find ways to compliment sincerely all the time. You can do that. Maybe you're not in the habit of doing it, but do it. Try it and make it a lifestyle. Do things together with them. And I'm talking specifically with the people that you work with. If you're, if you're aiming at leadership, these are some principles you have to have in your life. Learn to listen to them. Listening is so pivotal for being a great communicator. Here's another one. Number two, give more than you receive. My younger self looked to get all that I could out of life. I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to make a great impact. I wanted to accomplish things. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to do so much. I had this big dream, big vision. I loved it. But I learned early on that it was all, I, I had so, it was so much about me. But as I grew up and as I matured, I found that the greatest satisfaction that I had in my life was when I gave things, when I gave of myself, when I gave something of value, when I impacted other people. That really became my definition of success. Success early on was, man, accomplishment, 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 results, results, results. But what ended up happening was that didn't do anything for me. That ended up empty. But what did help me, what did fulfill me was fulfillment itself by serving other people. Then success became about fulfillment, and I only got fulfillment from serving other people. So every one of my failures, I want to say this, every one of my failures is connected because I took something. I focused on myself rather than other people. If you focus on giving, your conscience is clear, and you sought out to give of your life, and you became fulfilled and satisfied every time that you gave something of yourself. And in return... You, I promise you, you will live a life fully lived with no regrets. That's why, what I believe, one of the greatest leadership principles is to serve. It's not how many followers I have or how many clients I have or how much income I have or how many subscribers I have, but how many people and how many lives did you impact and how many lives did you make a difference for? Number three, this is what I would tell my younger self follow better. Everyone wants to be a leader. Everyone wants to have influence. And of course, I like that a lot. But in order to be a great leader with character, integrity, longevity, 
and a free heart. You have to learn how to follow. In order to be a good leader, you have to learn to follow well. Sow good seeds of following for soon you will influence and lead other people. That means don't complain or talk bad about your leader. Don't huff and puff opposing them. You may not like their decision. You may even have a better one. It might be the best one, but they're in charge. They're the leader. And they may have a reason for things that they're doing that you don't know about. They might have context. They might have experience and so on. And I'm not talking about, you know, getting mistreated by a leader. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, following better doesn't just mean to, you know, take it on the chin every single time. If there's injustices, then there's ways that you can you can talk about those things. If you're being trampled or mistreated in some capacity, then you can, you know, speak up and you should speak up about those things to that leader. It's not about gossip or speaking behind their back. That's not the route to take. It never is. It never will work. It will never help you. In fact, it will just secure it further of that offense in you. Uh, And I'm going to talk about that later on. But what I really want to deal with is learning how to follow well. It's learning about the culture of the leader, what they value, and serve them to the best of your ability. You will always win there. The way you want to eventually lead and you want other people to follow is the way you want to learn how to follow now. So what I would tell my younger self is to follow better. Number four, something that I would tell my younger self, integrity matters. We're all looking for a shortcut. We're all looking for the latest hack. It's true. We want to expedite our performance, our achievements. We want to be efficient. We want to get to the top faster. And all that's great unless you compromise your integrity. What's integrity? What's the definition of integrity? This is it. It's the congruence of your word and your behavior. It takes a lifetime. This is what I this is so important what I'm saying right now. It takes a lifetime to build a reputation and it takes seconds to squander it, to throw it away. And all for something that in many times it's not important. It can be dealt with through a long-term game, through a long-term plan. It could even be fixed, um, that crisis or that issue, that challenge, it could be fixed with, you know, leaning on someone, talking to someone, you know, getting some help. But many times we take it on our own and we do those things that we should not be doing. So I would take, tell my younger self this, I would tell them, do not take shortcuts. Don't compromise on your reputation. Say what you believe and live out what you say. Henry Frederick Emil once said this. He said, the man who has no inner life is a slave of his surroundings. What that means to me is based on pressures or crises or temptations, we will compromise for the moments rather than live for our convictions and our beliefs. We are set up to fail if we envision what we want to do before we figure out what kind of person we want to be or who we are. So it's really important that one of the things that I would tell my younger self is learn who you are. What's your convictions? What are your beliefs? Even write them down, consider them, stick to them, then live by them. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, 
A cowardice asks the question, is it safe? A consensus asks the question, is it popular? Character asks the question, is it right? So when our values, our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions are in alignment, we will focus, we will live a focused life, and we will have great character. Character shows that you are who you are and who you appear to be, and you're one in the same. And this is the key to greatness. I would tell my younger self, be known for integrity. Trust yourself and be trusted by other people because it matters. What else I would tell my younger self, number five, is have a growth plan. When I was 22 years old, and like I said, I attended that John Maxwell Leadership Conference, I became hungry for knowledge. I was attracted to leadership, and I didn't know how to get there, but I knew that this was kind of the direction. I wish someone would have pointed me to to that direction of, of having a growth plan. And it wasn't until years later that I realized, man, I need a plan. But I would tell my younger self, devote your time to learn from books but also be humble enough to learn all the time from the people around you. Having goals are important and you might hit your goals, but if you have a growth plan, you will always hit your you will always grow and you will always hit your goals as well. When you see a successful person, they always leave crumbs to show you what made them successful. Success leaves signs, and most of the time they didn't trip on success. They were intentional. So a growth plan will develop you, who you are. It will help you get places and it will help you tackle new heights. And so here are some things that I would also tell my younger self in this context. Number one, never assume that you will automatically, that you will automatically grow. You have to be intentional. Jim Rohn once said, you cannot change your destination overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. Number two, when do you start a growth plan? You start right now and you never quit. And that's one of the things that I I remember I would, you know, get into moments and seasons of reading books and digesting books and learning and stuff like that. And that would be great. And then I would go and do stuff. I'd be active. I'd get busy. But I would tell you, tell my younger self, Not only do you start right now, but you do this as a part of your life, like every single day, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that's how much you eat. Then you sleep every single night and you try to have a fitness plan and you try to work out every single, you know, five, six times a week. And I would tell you, get a growth plan where you're reading and digesting content, where you're learning five, six times a week as well. Uh, Put it in your calendar. Number three, put it in your calendar. What books are you going to read? And when is their due date? You have to have goals with deadlines. You don't just say, I'm going to read these books through the, through the year. No, which book are you going to read and when is it due? You want to have some sort of accountability. It's like losing weight and always endlessly going on diets. No, no, no. You, you make a plan. This is how much, this is how much weight I'm going to lose. And these, this is the date that I'm going to go for it. All right. So you have to have achieve those goals with a deadline. Number four, I would tell you, tell my younger self, I would look for mentors to learn from, to be under. You, you might only be able to read from books or you know online or 
attend a conference here and there or, or buy courses and programs, all pivotal, all important. I would tell you, do all of that. Do whatever it takes. Spend and invest money for sure. The path will lead you in the right direction if you're seeking out learning and growing and putting yourself under leadership. And I got to tell you that there is no time or money wasted in learning. So number six, what I would tell my younger self, find ways to restore relationships. Our life is full of relationships. It's what makes our lives matter. In life, mistakes are done. Failure is inevitable. Sometimes it's an offense done to you and sometimes it's what you've done to other people. Regardless, we have a responsibility to make things right. It doesn't mean that it will be made right. And sometimes you'll never get a chance to fix that relationship. And that's a tough pill to swallow. But I am telling you, it's worth trying, at least from your part. I like to develop in future podcasts discussions about finding resolutions. I want to help you grow in this. I find I see too many weaknesses in this area uh, where people are not, they don't know how. They really don't know how to fix relationships. They don't know how to communicate in those situations. And I got to tell you, we need each other. You need someone else. They need you. We need to learn how to lean and support. We need to learn how to give and receive, confess and forgive, link up and do something significant. You will never be able to do anything great by yourself. I like the way John Maxwell says it. One is too small of a number to achieve greatness. So here are some things that I would tell you on how to fix relationships. Number one, if something is broken, fix it quickly. Yeah, find a bridge on how to restore that relationship. But when? Quickly, as fast as you possibly can. Number two, don't take long to fix it. It kind of goes on with the first one. But I'm telling you, people want to process things in their minds. They want to consider things. Really what they're doing is finding ways not to and I, that's why I'm telling you, do it quickly. Consider your error, consider your faults, consider your mistakes, and go and fix them on your end. If the other person wants to respond, they might not. They might be so arrogant or insecure that they won't own their part. That's okay. You're doing your part. Number three, the method of communication is pivotal. It should be face-to-face whenever possible. Listen well. Learn to listen well. Consider the issues and restore quickly and move on to where working together again, you know, being together, restoring that relationship, whatever you do, do not text or email. That is so immature and that will never result in good things. I remember one of the times that I was running an event and the, one of the main leaders in a city who was in charge we're working together, but I was outside of the city. I was far away. We had a large event coming, and we had friction. We had challenges, and we started discussing things over email, which was the wrong direction, and uh, that leader was 20, 30 years older than me, and he, he caught it, and it, the event was almost stopped completely because of our relationship, but he, he humbled himself and we had a phone call and it we eventually had the face to face but 
because of that phone call and we removed our conversation from text or cell phone, we were able to fix it, remedy it, and we're still friends today. Number four, forgive quickly. Number five, restore relationships. Restoring relationships always depends on both of you guys working it out. Sometimes you won't. That's the truth. Sometimes you won't. And you have to learn to move on in those situations. But you did your best on the front end. Number seven, this is what I would tell my younger self. Listen more, talk less. I know that I'm I'm going long for my first podcast. That's okay. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to share my heart what I would tell my younger self. I would tell you to listen more and talk less. I re- recently went to a funeral and I heard the most amazing things at that funeral. I had the brevity and the soberness of life. Of course, that's what funerals do uh, many times. Um, and so much of the time we think that we have life figured out. We make our plans, we make our goals, and then we go and execute. So much of the time we need to learn to listen more and we need to talk less. Learn more. It takes humility to listen more, to learn more. And we can learn from everyone. I have made mistakes myself where I sit in front of someone and I talk about all the things that I'm doing, all the things that I'm a part of, all the things that I'm going to be accomplishing or all the stuff that I have done in the past. I want them to know how smart I am. I want them to know you know, how, what I'm doing, how great it is and all that stuff, my accomplishments. And I want, you know, almost in an egotistical, prideful way, but I'm not, I'm pretending I'm not, but it, it's all about me. It's all about self. And I got to tell you, don't go that direction. Don't uh, step in that, that uh, garbage. <laughs> Take time to listen Take time to encourage people, learn where they're at, connect with people. If I were to tell my younger self something, I would tell them, learn to actively listen better. Now, I want to share something with you. And I just recently learned this and and, and I read it and I thought, this is perfect here that I want to share with you. It, it It really helps articulate what I want to tell you, okay? Um, it's about it's about listening. If you translate some of these assumptions in a work in an eight hour work day, I want to share this. Um, what would it mean? Okay, here's here's the thing. Um, we listen half of what we hear, and we understand half of that, and we believe half of that, and we remember half of that. So, knowing that, how do you translate that in a eight hour work day? Okay, so half of what we hear, we, so we listen to half of what we hear, we understand half of that, we believe half of that, and we remember only half of that. So if you put that in an eight-hour workday, this is what it looks like. You spend half of your day, about four hours, in listening activities. You hear about two hours worth of what is said. You actually listen to an hour of it, You understand only 30 minutes of that hour and you believe only 15 minutes of that hour and you remember less than eight minutes of all that is said. Think about that. It means that we have a really poor track record when it comes to listening and when it comes to people, which we're involved with people's lives, we're either serving clients or, you know, uh, we're engaging 
team members of some kind. That's really leadership, okay? So how can we connect better or serve better if we're not learning to listen? I'm telling you, one of the greatest things that you can learn is learn how to listen. Number eight, what I would tell my younger self, have a view. Get a vision and go after it every day. I like to envision the end of my life and what they would say at my funeral, what they're going to write about me, what I will leave behind. Uh, You might think it might be the failures that will define you or shape you. Wrong. It's not just that. It's all the other things that you, even if you failed in life, even if you made big mistakes, you can fix them. You can go after a new vision and start building and rebuilding your life again. And you want to live for something great. You want to live for something even, you know, I like the same, to be a part of something bigger than myself. And if you go after those things, I'm telling you, you're going to be a part of something bigger than yourself. I want to leave behind an impact for my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren. That's kind of having a view, a bigger picture. Life is short and life is long. Life is like a vapor, meaning life is short. It's, it's here and it's gone real quickly. And you'll never get more time. Life is, I heard this a long time ago. I don't know where I heard it from, but it's a saying that I've grabbed a hold of a long time ago, that life is like a roll of taper like a roll of toilet paper. At first, you think you have a ton, you have a whole bunch, and you kind of take it for granted. But as it gets closer and closer to the end, you're grasping for every little bit. So I would tell you that, and that's true, what I just said, that life is like a roll of toilet paper. You want to take advantage of every piece of toilet paper. You want to take advantage of every piece of moment and time and don't waste it. Make your life count. And you do it by understanding what you should be building, what you should be pursuing with the end in mind. Very, very important. And I'm going to develop this in future podcasts. Number nine, I would tell my younger self, think bigger. Don't limit your life. We often dream when we are younger, but then when we get older, we get real practical And that dreaming is kind of thrown away or forgotten. Pablo Picasso once said, every child is an artist. The problem is, how do we remain an artist once he grows up? Sometimes it's finances. Sometimes it's other things. Sometimes it's responsibilities. But those dreams are meant for us to reach for. We all want to make an impact. We want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And if you can accomplish those dreams in the next month or by the end of the year, then you're really limiting yourself. I would say, Antonio, you're meant to dream and live out those dreams. And if you're living out your life apart from your dream, you're not living at all. You're not living what you're destined for, what you're purposed for. Stop doing that. Start living for that God-given dream that's inside of you. Mark Twain once said, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones that you did do. So throw off the bulliness, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, and discover. And that's what I would tell my younger self. 
Number 10, get mentors for every area of your life. We have coaches while we're in sports and we have teachers while we're in school. But for some reason, when we get out of school, we stop being pushed. We stop being kept accountable. We stop learning for specific areas. We want to seek mentors out. We want to seek out coaches. We want to put ourselves under that for the rest of our lives. Coaches will shave off years of learning and curve and unlock levels of performance that you never thought possible. You might have a work ethic. You might even have discipline, but they can help you prioritize where you should focus. So that's, these are the things that I would tell my younger self. I would tell my younger self, get mentorship for your life, for every area of your life. I would tell my younger self, think bigger, have a view, have vision for your life. I would tell my younger self, listen more, talk less, for sure. I would tell my younger self, find ways to restore relationships. I would tell my younger self, have a growth plan. I would tell my younger self, integrity matters. Reputation matters. I would tell my younger self, follow better. I would tell my younger self, give more than you receive. And I would tell my younger self that people matter. We will always be working with people. They matter. So that's the beginning of my podcast. I want to thank you for listening, for connecting. I look forward to sharing more resources with you. And I look forward to seeing your growth go to new places and new heights as we dive in this life together. And I aim to share great value in your life. And that is my bottom line.